Hey bookworms, welcome to the Read with Angie podcast. We are going to talk about books, so thanks for listening. Hello bookworms and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for all the feedback on last week's episode with my sister. We had so much fun recording that interview and she will definitely be a returning guest. Um, The thought I had was maybe in the new year I'll have her come on and talk about her books from 2022 she liked. Uh, Anyway, I mentioned last week that I was reading the romance series Love Light Farms by B.K. Borison, and that is what I will be talking about today. But I also want to talk about the experiment I've been doing for the past two weeks. I watched a YouTube video at the end of October from Wheezy Waiter. Uh, he tried waking up at 5 a.m. every day. And he made a list of things he would do as his morning routine. And his routine included meditation, running every day, and having cold showers. I'll link his video in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out. He's pretty funny. Um, Anyways, I decided I was going to try waking up at 5 a.m. in November. But I am not a glutton for punishment, so I'm only doing 5 a.m. Monday to Friday and no cold showers for me. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, On the weekend... I didn't set an alarm and I just woke up naturally, which still happened to be pretty early, except on Sunday when the clocks went back for daylight savings time. Uh, I also set my own morning routine. I decided to do the following things every morning. Journal, make a to-do list for the day, eat breakfast, read some non-fiction, go for a run or do yoga and the first week I did pretty well with accomplishing all those things I noticed that each day the amount of writing I did in my journal increased um, which was cool and I also felt like I had way more energy each day that I didn't skip breakfast Um, I work from home and I would often like make my morning tea at like 8 30 9 o'clock and then just go straight to my desk and start working and I would just get absorbed in work drinking my tea and the tea's like making me not feel hungry uh, that by the time I noticed I was hungry it was almost lunchtime um, so but I've been making that priority to eat something before I start working and I think it's definitely helped my energy levels For the first five days, this was last week, I ran or did yoga every morning. And it felt really good to get back into a bit of a yoga habit. Um, But I was like uh, overwhelmed, not overwhelmed, like overworked maybe doing some exercise every morning. Um, So for the second week, this week, I have modified my list a little. Um, I kept the journaling and the daily to-do list and the tea and the breakfast and reading nonfiction, but I made running or yoga optional. And that worked out for me. On Monday morning, I did none of that exercising. I just read my nonfiction book and relaxed. 
And then on Monday night, I did yoga with my friend Karen. So I gave myself a little more flexibility on the timing of daily exercise. Uh, because sometimes I just want to spend a quiet morning reading and drinking chai. So that change has been good this week so far. Um, I also run in the afternoon because I'm waiting for it to warm up. It's like today, right now, outside, it's zero degrees Celsius and the sun isn't up yet. <laughs> like It's 7 a.m. Oh, it's I just looked out the window. There's some sun. But like if I just wait this afternoon, it'll be 11 degrees Celsius. And that's like a much nicer running temperature. So not forcing myself to run in the morning when it's cold is good for me. And then if I want to, I'll run in the afternoon. Anyway, the other aspect I'm in enjoying is reading nonfiction in the morning. I've been trying to read at least 10 pages and sometimes I read more than that. Um, and I finished one nonfiction book already this month. Today is November 9th. And then this morning I started another one. So I really like that idea because I have so much nonfiction I want to read, but I get distracted by the pretty fiction books. So I'm going to keep this up for all of November and then decide at the end of the month if I want to keep going into December. So far it's like a 50-50 chance each morning that I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm happy to be awake or not interested in getting out of bed. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to keep it up indefinitely yet but I will keep you guys posted and uh, let me know your thoughts are on uh, my 5 a.m. experiment. Okay. Let's get into Love Light Farms. The series currently has three books with a fourth and final book scheduled for 2023. All the books are set in the small Maryland town of Inglewood, which I'm pretty sure is fictional, but I don't know. The first book focuses on Stella and Luca. So the setting is Love Light Christmas Tree Farm, which Stella bought and she's reviving. Um, she works every day with her college roommate, Layla, who runs the on-site bakery, and Beckett, who is the head of farming. Um, the second book, which is called In the Weeds, is Beckett's love story and the third book called Mixed Signals is Layla's love story and then the fourth book which will be uh, Charlie's love story and Charlie is Stella's brother and he's featured as a side character in the first three books so all of the books the main character is uh, somebody who works at the farm except Charlie so anyway the best part of this series is the town. There is such an overwhelmingly joyful sense of found family and community in these books. If you've ever watched the show Gilmore Girls, the town is like that, except in Gilmore Girls, Rory and Lorelai are the egotistical main characters of Stars Hollow. In Inglewood, everyone is important and everyone gets their time to shine. Each book focuses on a different main character and how everyone in the town comes together, including characters from the previous books. 
and uh, just like the gossip ring in Gilmore Girls led by Miss Patty, Inglewood has a phone tree led by the fireman Gus. Everyone in town gets phone calls with news about other townspeople. So as you can imagine, the main characters of each book are frequently discussed in the phone tree. The townspeople are a constant source of entertainment in each book, mostly because they are nosy and everyone knows everyone. But there are a few standout side characters featured in every book that you come to love just as much as the main characters. Um, throughout the books, Borison enmeshes you into the town. You become part of the Inglewood family and it feels like a warm hug. So book one, Love Light Farms, involves a fake dating trope. So Stella has entered her farm into a social media contest in the hopes of winning the much needed prize money to revive the farm. She is like getting behind on bills and she's having some issues with like orders going missing and damages. Um, so, but she lied on her application and she said she ran the farm with her boyfriend thinking this would make her more marketable, but she doesn't have a boyfriend. So she asks her best friend, Luca, to pretend to date her while the social media people are there to judge the farm. Um, this one contains a big trigger warning for loss of a parent. Stella loses her mom to cancer and it is discussed frequently. So just so you know, um, this book is a good introduction into the Inglewood world. You get to meet all the main characters that work at Lovelight, Stella, Layla, and Beckett. They're a good team and they're always teasing each other, but also completely have each other's back. And you get to watch Stella and Luca pretend to date each other while slowly realizing maybe they've been in love all along. The second book, In the Weeds, features Beckett, and he is by far my favorite character. He's big, has tattoos of both arms, he's grumpy, and he has a penchant for rescuing animals. Uh, Beckett also has a sensory processing disorder, and I asked the author directly to clarify. Beckett is overly sensitive to stimuli that wouldn't necessarily be overwhelming to others. Um, and I think this is well represented throughout the second book. Um, Beckett prefers to be alone most of the time in the quiet fields or with the family of kittens he rescued. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The kittens are like so cute in the books anyway but there's one girl he can't stop thinking about they had a chance meeting at a conference they spent the weekend together and then she was gone Sunday morning without a trace so when she suddenly appears in his life again he doesn't really know what to do uh, except offer her a place to stay and try not to panic <laughs> So this book is a second chance romance and it will make you ugly cry so hard. Well, it made me ugly cry. Um, my favorite part of this book is how Evie is looking for herself. She doesn't really like her job, so she takes a break and she ends up with Beckett. She falls in love with the town and everyone at Lovelight Farms, but the whole time she's just looking for her own happiness. There's a quote from the book that really spoke to me. So, quote, no, he shakes his head once, 
that doesn't work. Trying to be happy is like, it's like telling a flower to bloom. He crosses his ankles and drags his palm against his stubble. You can't make yourself be happy, but you can be open to it. You can trust yourself enough to feel it when you stumble on it. Quote. That's Beckett speaking, of course. A little teaser as to why I love him. But this is a common theme throughout the book, finding your happiness. So this book embodies that big warm hug I was talking about. And it's just like a feel-good book. Um, the third book focuses on Layla. And uh, it is a friends to lovers romance. Uh, Layla is a baker. She runs the bake shop at Lovelight Farms and people come from all over town for her butter croissants. But her most frequent croissant customer is Caleb Alvarez. Layla has been trying to find love. She's gone on multiple horrible dates, but she isn't having any luck. And she runs into Caleb after an absolute meatloaf of a man decides to ditch her with the check. And she needs a ride home. So Caleb offers and they start discussing her horrible track record of dating. Then he says, and this is the first of many perfect things that Caleb says. <sighs> Layla. Caleb presses out my name with a sigh. When he says my name like that, it feels like two hands curled around my shoulders, a gentle shake. Why are you giving these guys your time? Why are you settling for crumbs when you deserve the whole damn cake? Quote. And that just sets the tone for the rest of the book. <laughs> um, I really liked Layla and Caleb's characters. They are both lovers and they wear their hearts on their sleeves, but they've both been burned a few times as a result of being too open. So they are tentative with each other at first and it makes the book really sweet. There's also a moment, which I'm not going to describe because it's a spoiler, but there's a point in the book, the third book, where the town like really comes together to help people on the farm. And it's like in the first book and the second book, like the townspeople are there and they do help out and everybody comes together. And it's like this really big sense of community. But there's this point in the third book where like the, the community sense the town helping everybody out just really comes together and I cried so much <laughs> reading it because it's just like by the third book you know all these townspeople and you've fallen in love with this town and the people in it and you're just so like it's just such a moment of like this found family that oh it was just a beautiful beautiful moment so anyway these books are really good. <laughs> um, I will tell you another thing about the books that are not closed door. And if you don't know what closed door means, very quickly, in romance books, when there is a sex scene about to happen and the chapter ends and it's implied what's about to happen, but you don't get any details about the sex, that is called closed door. Open door, on the other hand, is when you get a detailed account of the sexy time. Uh, I like both, but I will be honest, I like open door better. So Lovelight Farms has the door open, 
but there are only a few sexy scenes in each book, so I don't think it was too much. And it was just enough sexy time to get you a little riled up, but not enough to take away from the plot. So, I can't really pick a favorite of these three books because I love them all so much. <laughs> but they just keep getting better as you go, I think. Anyway, so the fourth book will be releasing in 2023, um, but I want to reread the books and annotate them before that. I sped through all of them in like a week because they were so good, but there's so many amazing quotes and beautiful moments uh, that I want to highlight. So I'm thinking of going back through them maybe in January and annotating all of the things I loved. Anyways, if you're looking for a good romance series, especially for the holiday season, I would highly recommend the Love Light Farms series. That's it for today, bookworms. Uh, happy reading, and I will be in your ears next week. Thank you for listening to the Read with Angie podcast. You can find Angie on Instagram at readwithangie or www.readwithangie.com.